Brothers and sisters, let's start with the prayer. This morning, the first service senior choir sang the song, Make, you, Make Me Your Servant, Lord. But the refrain hit my heart. So I want to pray with that. First, Lord, strengthen my weakness, empower my faith. Fill me and use me, I pray, I pray. Work with me and in me and through me, Lord. Make your servant today. Amen. Today our main theme is people who met Jesus Christ. Among those people in the day, believers there who already has faith, like disciples and the Mary. And then on that day, there was no believer. And then first time in their life to hear the gospel and see Jesus. And then those non-believers turn into believers. But on that day, the third group, non-believers, but even they experienced the miracle and then taste the wine and heard the message from Jesus, but they want to stay as a non-believer, which means they rejected. How can we receive the Holy Spirit in our daily based lives? How can we share the good news with others? One way is proclaiming the gospel, and the other way is living as a good Christian and be a good example to others. In both cases, we need to receive the Holy Spirit. But don't worry too much. Now Pastor John is going to stay as a Welsh Lutheran pastor instead of the Methodist pastor say, stand up and raise your both hands. Now I'm going to pour out the Spirit to you all. But we better remember, how could we be filled with Holy Spirit in your daily based life? Book of Hebrew, chapter 2, verse, chapter two, verse 34 says, How shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles, and by gift of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. Can you recall the differences of signs, miracles, and wonders? Your English ability is way higher than mine, so could you recall that, the differences? Why Book of Hebrews separate those three things? I need a couple hours to explain to you all with the Greek and Hebrew and original meaning and all other scriptures. I need 10 hours maybe to teaching you. But today I'm going to use one of the smart Welsh brothers who written in his book, the People's Bible series, Hebrew. Go to page 16 and he said, Miracles, could we read all together? Miracles refers to the superhuman power involved pointing to the omnipotent as the source. Whatever you see the miracle from the Bible, yes, it's talking about him, his job, something we cannot handle but he made it with his supernatural power. And then how about the 
wonders, saying, refers to the effect of the miracle on the observers. We are the observers. So wonders is a reaction from us. Someone get a faith and strengthen their faith from the wonder. Someone wonder, but they reject. It looks cool, but I'm not going to keep following that. How about the signs? Three, two, one. Who's the stress on the meaning of the miracles? In the Gospel of John, clearly shared the seven signs in there. And then John 20, chapter 30 and 31, before he closing his book, he said, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. It means there were uncountable signs besides those seven signs. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Is it clear for you the reason why the Lord is using John to written down the Gospel of John? Those are the seven signs. I'm pretty sure a couple of them is you already known really well the turning water into wine, and the healing officials' son, and the healing the invalid man nearby the pool, and the feeding 5,000 people, and the walking on the water, I like the miracle, and the healing of blind, and then raising the death Lazarus. Jesus' miracle were beginning with the changing of water into wine. The miracles in the Gospel of John are called as a sign. Could you say it? Signs. Again. And signs are intended to lead those who see them to faith. The examples of signs tied with Jesus, I am, as Pastor Brooke preached last Sunday. Who is the real Jesus? And he revealed himself with the I am series. Well, I'll give you a couple examples. What was the first sign? Jesus feed 5,000. Correct? After Jesus feed the 5,000 with the five loaves and two fish, he announced in the synagogue and saying, I am the bread of life which, come, which came down from heaven. The same chapter, right after the sign, the, that miracle and then we call it sign because right after that, Jesus revealed himself. I am the bread of life. It means he tells us and them not to labor for the bread of his, this world, which will be perishing. And then what is the sixth sign? Jesus healing the blind man. And this healing blind man bound up with Jesus' teaching. That is, he says, I am the light of the world. Hey, Jesus helped the blind and then fixing his physical problem. He could see the light. And after that, Jesus repealed, Ta-da! I am the light of the world. And then one more example, seventh sign. Jesus make the Lazarus, make him resurrected. And this one tied to Jesus' teaching. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. 
Now we know the purpose of the sign is really clear. After he made the miracle, he called it as a sign, and because from this sign, he makes some kind of pointer to the people. And then today we have the first sign, change water into wine. And then verse 11 clearly says, what Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. So I have questions. What are two strong purposes of the sign? First, revealed his glory. What is the second purpose? Yes, you're better than the first worshipers today. Could you erase it? Reveal his glory, but that's not enough. Through that sign, he want to teach all the people, the Mary or disciple and other people, strengthen up their heart and faith through this sign. Okay, now we all know the purpose of Jesus' miracle. Then let us meet the people who were at the wedding banquet. First group, he had the disciples over there. It's a chapter 2, but the chapter 1, Gospel of the John, chapter 1 clearly says how he formed the disciples, and then we had five names until the chapter 2. So I clearly says there were at least five disciples, Andrew, John, Peter, and Philip, and Nathaniel. And then they were in the honeymoon with Jesus Christ. They just met. And they didn't see the Jesus miracle yet, but they always already con confessed, like John chapter 1, verse 41, 49 said, they had been convinced Jesus was the Savior promised by God. Jesus was invited with his disciple and mom. It was the beginning moment of their ministry ever since the disciple had previously chosen to come to faith. They had been convinced, yes. But in Cana, this faith was deepened and it was reaffirmed by what the disciples saw at the wedding. And brothers and sisters, you are here today. Why? Through the worship service and the Bible class, all the activities, the Lord is going to make your faith deepened and then reaffirmed by the Holy Spirit. And then there was Jesus' mother name, named Mary. Good. The moment of change from mom of Jesus to another sinner who needs Savior. From the last Christmas season, we saw by the movie, my son, my Savior. And then we heard from the messages about her. And then heard from the songs about Mary. And then my brain still singing by myself, Mary, did you know? <laughs> Mary is the one of the few who truly waited for the Messiah. And then she got an announcement from the angel. And she conceived Jesus by the Holy Spirit. And Mary was the one who spiritually and physically experienced the miracles of her son in her life. She is the most blessed lady in the world, yes. But there was no favoritism on Mary compared to you and me and others. 
Mary is an ordinary person who has sinned. And at the wedding banquet, Mary saw Jesus' first miracle, and her faith in Christ was Mary reaffirmed also. And the servant. What a servant they were. Usually servant committed to obey what the master said, but the Mary was not their master, and Jesus was not their master. Guest. But those servants just obeyed. When Mary says, hey, guys, just, just listen what he's saying. And then Jesus says, okay, then fill out the six jars. Size is really big. The Bible says 20 to 30 gallons each jar. And then fill the water and then bring that to the midst of the banquet. Those servants have a right to say, sorry, I'm sorry, ma'am. I understand what you mean. But the, let me ask my master first. They could do that, but they didn't do that. I believe reason why, when God sent his representative to speak for him, he gave his glory in their messages, which had the ability to make an impression on people. So, for example, when Moses met the king of Egypt, the Lord were with his word, and the Lord already touched the king's heart. So, he got the glory in there. And then when the prophet Elijah killed 450 false prophets of Baal, no one said, you killer. Instead of that, everybody's so amazed because he got authority and glory behind him. But Jesus himself, he's the glory. Jesus himself, he is the authority. So when Jesus says, fill out the jars and bring to it, I have no doubt those servants felt and sowed that authority and glory from Jesus' word. We do not have further information about those brothers' servants. However, we can easily assume that they were incredibly moved by Jesus' miracle through their obedience and that they may be the followers and believers of Jesus Christ since that was the clear purpose of the sign in John's gospel and the master of the banquet. To be called as the master of the banquet means he has honor for the host and the guest. The scripture did not give us detailed information about him, but he could, he could have been put into a really embarrassing moment if there was no more wine to serve. Because he's the guy who's charging to take care of all the banking service. But certainly, no more wines there. But Jesus helped that moment. Jesus saved his honor. When the servant brought the wine, he did not react such as, Oh, well, did you get this? Instead of that, he just praised the bridegroom about the extra care for their guests by serving top quality wine at the last moment. And verse 9 said, The master of the banquet tasted and water, the water that had been turned into wine, he did not realize where it had come from, though the servant who had drawn the water knew. You know the position in between master and servant. But do you see the differences? Master is higher, but it's not mean he has more knowledge. It's not mean he has more chance to go to heaven. But the servant over here who experienced already obeyed, 
they are now the witness of that miracle. That is why Jesus says, book of Matthew chapter 19, verse 30 says, but many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. As we wish and assume that the servant got faith in Jesus, the master of the banking may have heard the story of what Jesus did and then got faith in him. That's my prayer. If he believed in Jesus, it meant the day he encountered Jesus, the most meaningful day in his life. Otherwise, he could have just refused to accept such an obvious sign and remain as an unbeliever. That was the moment when the people saw and tasted Jesus' power and love, so they realized the real master of the heavenly banquet is the Son of God, Jesus Christ. How about the bride and bridegroom? What if the president of South Korea going to come to my daughter's wedding banquet? Isn't it honor? A couple got really precious gift from Jesus. First, Jesus accepted their wedding invitation. And second, Jesus loved them by solving their critical problem. No more wine. But they, he helped him. And then Jesus picked their wedding banquet to perform his first miracle. With those precious wedding gifts from Jesus, their wedding has been recalled generation after generation as when Jesus' first miracle was proclaimed, their wedding banquet also pro proclaimed together. And the people over there. The gospel is keep being proclaimed until the last soul in this world hear the good news. The people who attended the wedding banquet had a chance to hear, see, and taste Jesus' miracle. The gospel was sold among them with the obvious miracle. Jesus' miracle helped people's simple heart soften, I call it conditioning, so that they have a better heart condition to hear the gospel and have faith in it. That is why we must keep being focused on spreading the seed of the gospel but it better be done with a Christian's love in many ways. Just saying has power, but it, that's not enough. You better do with what you're saying. Christians who live in charity help to soften people's heart to experience, see, and taste it. The people live for their own benefit. That's the natural. But we believers do not. We are the one who give up our own lives to the destiny of the gospel. And that is why Jesus ordered us to live as a salt and the light in this world. It is a miracle. Let the people see this miracle, which is based on the faith in Christ. John 2, verse 23 says, Now while he was in Jerusalem, the Passover festival, many people saw the signs he was performing, Jesus performing, and believed in Jesus' name. It was obvious. Jesus made a lot of signs, and a lot of people who saw the sign, they got a chance to have a faith. And then, how about us? 
We, as a reader of this miraculous story, expect to see the miracle in our life. We also may say, or Pastor Chung may say, Lord, if you give me a chance to see and taste this kind of miracle right now, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the one. I could beat the Abraham's faith. I'm going to be the one as the most faithful man. However, do not deceive yourself. Later, Jesus visited Cana again, and he performed his second miracle. One of the officials' son is close to death, but Jesus cared him, cured him also. And Jesus told him, the officials, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will never believe. And his, his son was healed. And because of that miracle, that sign, he and his whole household believed. Miracles are on the way. Keep the faith in Jesus Christ and be the miracle. I didn't mean to, to emphasize on our work a lot. Jesus said, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. You know the Thomas. What is the Thomas, St. Thomas's nickname? Doubting Thomas. Poor Thomas. Because of the one night he missed, somehow Jesus showed up when Thomas is not there. So all other disciples experienced and meet Jesus again, resurrected Jesus, but not Thomas. Is he really the one who has the title doubting forever? I am not sure about my reaction to the other disciples saying that they met Jesus if I weren't in Thomas' situation. Doubting is a part of a natural, simple human being's character. We can doubt everything without any effort or others' help. In addition, the Satan helps us to doubt on everything. He's looking for the time he tried to shake in your belief. However, believing is not a natural human being's character. That's why I call it miracle. We need help to believe, especially for believing the invisible Jesus, which is a totally different dimension from the world. That is why the Bible clearly emphasizes that faith comes from hearing the gospel and that the Holy Spirit moves one's heart to receive Jesus as their Savior. That is why I ask you saying, Jesus is my Lord. Saying? Without the Holy Spirit, we, you cannot confess that. People who live in this world really want to see everything with their own eyes to believe. For example, if one of you has a fancy car with all the techies, so has a backup camera nearby license plate. Once you're driving with them, when you get out of the garage, you, you put the pee, and then your screen showed up your back sight. So you're sure you could see, then trust, and back. Mm. Once you're spoiled with that function, when you have a chance to drive in without that camera, I'm pretty sure you're driving like student driver. On that day, Jesus said to the disciple, Peace be with you. 
As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And listen carefully. And with that, Jesus breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. This picture reminds me of the creation. When the Lord created the first man, Adam, he built up from the dust and molded after that what he did. Then the Lord formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostril the breath of life. And the man became a living being. That's the beginning. When he created the first man, he put his spirit in it. But we lose that. Why? Because we disobeyed. And then we must die. And we are here. But Jesus Christ finished that connection by his cross, by his resurrection. And he showed up to the disciples, say, and then breathed to them, say, receive the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit continuously. Could we read, could we read it all together? Book of Acts 3, 2, 1. And another one, do not get drunk on wine, which lead to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. You see that book of Acts, after Pentecost, the disciples, believers, followed with be filled with the Holy Spirit and the joy and to do His work, not as a difficult duty. And then even Apostle Paul sent a letter and then saying, do not drunk on wine. That is why I'm slow to learning the wine. I love wine, but... Which leads a little bad chance to make a sin. But instead, why don't you be filled with the Spirit? Which means we need continuously filled with the Spirit. It's similar as you have to stop by a gas station and then fill up your tank. I believe until the Lord called us in our life, the house of the Lord and worship center, we have a certain tank of the Holy Spirit. Okay. We always have a certain Holy Spirit in you, but you need filled with through the worship service and praising and prayer and the Bible study. And then go out living as a Christian, share your love. Three, two, one. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. That's the solution. From the first miracle in the Cana, not only for them, for us, now we heard those messages. We didn't taste actual wine He turned into the water, turned into the wine 2,000 years ago, but today you have a chance to taste the wine. Actually, His blood. When you get faith by means of grace, that is the time when you receive the Holy Spirit. And when you get a baptism in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit, that is the time you receive the Holy Spirit. When you have the gospel in the word and sacrament, these are the time you receive the Holy Spirit. We rejoice at the Lord's delight in making the church as his bride. 
there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributed. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord as gift to His bride. The gift of the Spirit comes for the common good. That is why, how blessed we are. We have gifted, talented pastors, gifted, talented teachers, and gifted, talented leaders, and then gifted, talented believers, the bride of Jesus Christ. Do you want to see more signs? Why don't you be a miracle of faithful man for an age of skepticism? I want to say, brothers and sisters, go and be filled with the Holy Spirit and be a sign of faith for the world. Amen.